0: or most of it because we do have a, an interesting lineup of what's happening around here of course you'll have me up until 10 o'clock you'll have bob kingston filling in on valley buzz just after the 10 o'clock news presumably with rob woodard but that program on ntk is going to shut down after the first hour because the boston red sox have a day night doubleheader with the baltimore orioles scheduled today first game is a 12 10 first pitch so those of you on 99.7 fm We'll get Red Sox baseball at 1110 this morning for the pregame. But if you want to stick around with the Valley Buzz, that will continue on WUVR, at 98.9 FM and 1490 AM to its conclusion at noon. And you can also stay with it online at WNTK.com or WUVRradio.com. So you'll get your full two hours of Bob and Woody, or maybe it's Bob and Rich, or maybe it's Bob and somebody else. Who knows? All I know is that Bob's going to be here and that'll get you up till noon for your three hours of live and local on NTK and UVR. So it'll be an interesting day to keep track of what's happening around here in your normal Saturday morning live radio routine. One thing that won't be changing, well, one, Dapper Dan in the studio doing all the hard work at one and, of course, the fact that not everything that happened in the world of sports on Friday night made it to Saturday's newspaper, so we're going to start and read about it. took a profanity from Kyle Lowry to perhaps most accurately describe the performance of Jimmy Butler in game six of the NBA Eastern Conference Finals against the Celtics last night. It's bleep incredible, Lowry said, correcting a more modest version of Butler's description of his 47-point effort to keep the Miami Heat's season going. The Heat beat the Celtics last night 111-103 in game six, ties that series up three games apiece. They'll conclude it tomorrow night down in Miami. It was one of the more impressive performances by a player on a team facing all-nation in NBA history. And it was certainly a career playoff high for Butler, who has been looking for these kinds of opportunities for some time. 10 years after LeBron James dumped 45 on Boston in game 6 on route to the first of two back-to-back titles for the Heat, Butler's 17 points in the fourth quarter topped that and sent Miami to game 7. The Celtics looking to get to the NBA Finals for the first time. In the better part of a decade if miami could get the win tomorrow it'll be their second finals appearance in three years what was unusual about this game compared to the rest of the series it was actually dramatic we went through four games in which there were only four lead changes combined in those four contests that were all blowouts game five was pretty much the same way and then game six celtics came back from a deficit had a 97 94 point lead uh 97-94 lead, I should say, with under five minutes to play. Uh, Lowry with a three-pointer, a couple of free throws. Miami got 11 of the next 13 points, and that essentially was it. Lowry finishing off with 18 points, 10 assists, fouled out with a couple of minutes left in the game. Butler was 16 of 29 from the floor, 4 of 8 from three-point range. That's been a weakness for the Heat. In this series, uh, but that was enough, and he also hit all eleven free throws to clinch the victory. Jason Tatum, thirty points, nine rebounds. Uh, Celtics will try it again tomorrow in Miami. The Heat with the win last night, one eleven to one o three. Uh, of course, the matchup will be against the Golden State Warriors, who closed out Dallas on Thursday night. And that series, I think, is scheduled to begin on Wednesday, uh, midweek. We'll see what happens and who will end up being the host. Meanwhile, off the floor, the L.A. Lakers have reportedly hired Darvin Hamm to be the next coach of the team. Uh, anonymous sources told the Associated Press last night that uh, that would be the deal 48 year old would be getting his first head coaching job and would be the 28th coach in lakers history he's been an assistant to mike budenholzer with milwaukee since 2018 and was also a major player in their 2021 nba championship as good as the boston red sox have been over the past week or so and they have been very good it still has kind of papered over one of those warts that we knew was going to be a problem for this team throughout the season the relief core. Last night, the Red Sox had a couple of six-run leads, and the relievers could not keep that. Garrett Whitlock pitching very well, just allowing two runs in six innings. So Baltimore got to the relievers and scored three times in the seventh, three times in the eighth, four times in the ninth, and the Red Sox blow what should have been an easy win, turning it into a 12-8 loss in a game you heard from Fenway Park, unfortunately, on WNTK last night. First time since September 6th that the Red Sox had given up a lead of six runs or more, and... You know, just the obvious thought from Alex Cora last night, calling it very tough to watch after the Sox uh, really had this one in the bag. Would have given them 12 wins in 16 games had they gotten that one, and 8 out of 9 also would have put them within a game of 500. But the relievers just did not have it last night. So Baltimore with a 12-8 win. Heading into that day-night doubleheader, as we noted before, first game will be a 12-10 first pitch from Fenway this afternoon. 11-10 a.m. is the broadcast time. Nightcap starts at 6-10, 5-10 broadcast time. You'll have them both on 99.7 FM some good news off the field Chris sales wrapping up his throwing program trying to get back to the Sox sometime a little bit later on this summer he threw three bullpen sessions between May 19th and yesterday about 25 pitches in the most recent one Uh, the plan is for him to throw off the mound three times next week and then maybe some live batting practice or possibly a simulated game saying he didn't rule out the possibility of Sale being ready for a minor league rehab start sometime within the next week and a half or so. Scoreboard from last night in the American League, Cleveland and Detroit were postponed by the weather. They'll make that up on July 4th. Yankees were a 2-0 winner in Tampa Bay. Uh, Minnesota 10, Kansas City 7, Toronto over the Angels out west 4-3. Texas 8, Oakland 5, and Houston Falls at Seattle 6-1. National League, the Dodgers were 6-4 winners. Over the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks last night, also from the uh, National League, San Diego four, Pittsburgh three, St. Louis four, Milwaukee two, Atlanta over Miami six to four. Mets outscored Philadelphia eight six. Uh, Cincinnati a five one winner over San Francisco. Colorado rained out in Washington. They'll make that say a, a day night doubleheader down at National Park this afternoon. Uh, Nash- uh, ba- um, English Major League Baseball is going to investigate a rather weird pregame altercation from yesterday afternoon involving the Reds' Tommy Pham and the Giants' John Peterson. Pham was scratched from Cincinnati's lineup with a Reds spokesperson saying he agreed to sit out pending the investigation. Reds players were taking batting practice in Cincinnati when Pham and Peterson met out in left field. Peterson said Pham confronted him and slapped him on the face in a dispute involving a fantasy football league from earlier Uh, both teams dugouts emptied and the bullpens did as well but nothing more beyond that what peterson called an unfortunate situation bizarre to the national hockey league and rough news for the boston bruins brad barshaw will miss out on the start of next season he had hip surgery on friday he had a hip arthroscopy and a labral repair on both hips six months is the scheduled time for return or recuperation, I should say. Led the Bees with 80 points, second in goals with 32, behind David Pasternak's 40. That was over 70 regular season games and also had a team-high four goals, seven assists, and 11 points in the first round playoff loss to Carolina. Uh, Marshawn, after the season, said that he's going to need to get something done in the summer or next summer. He said he would take a look at it. Hadn't talked to the doctors yet, but obviously that all got done yesterday. Rough news for the Bruins. Darren Helms' goal with 5.6 seconds left in regulation moved the Colorado Avalanche into the Western Conference Final of the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs last night. In St. Louis, a 3-2 win for Colorado to eliminate the Blues four games to two. It came 13 years to the day after Helm did the exact same thing in a series win for the Detroit Red Wings, and that one came in overtime. Uh, so good news for him, good news for the Avalanche. will take on the Edmonton Oilers in the Western Conference Finals starting on Tuesday, and that'll be in Denver. Meanwhile, one series remains to be completed. That is the Rangers and the Hurricanes. Uh, that uh, game six is tonight at Madison Square Garden with the Canes up three games to two. Carolina has lost every road game so far in the postseason, so we could very, very well see a Game 7 back in Raleigh on Monday with the winner moving on to the next round of the playoffs against Tampa Bay. As we speak, the IIHF World Championship is going on in Helsinki between the United States and the host Finns, who have just added a fourth goal. Five minutes into the third period for a 4-2 lead. It's been a seesaw game up to this point. The Americans' Nate Schmidt got things going in the first period. Miro Heiskanen tying it up for Finland. Finns took a 2-1 lead through Sakari Mainanen in period number two. Sean Farrell tied it up for the U.S. Sammy Votnin about three minutes later, about halfway through the game, put the Finns ahead, and now Joel Armia has scored five minutes into the third period. Finns up 4-2. Hope to have a final score in that before we're done here this morning. French Open continuing in Paris as we speak. On the women's side, no great surprises. Poland's Ija Swiatek continues to play superior tennis. She had a straight set win just a little while ago over Danka Kovacic, uh 6-3 and 7-5. That gets her up to like 31 straight match victories for the preseason or pre-tournament favorite. American Jessica Pagula has a one-set-to-none lead and is uh, up one game in her uh, third-round match against Tamara Zidancic of uh, Croatia, or Slovenia, I should say. And a little bit later on, American Madison Keys will take on uh, Elena Rybakina, probably missed that one up, uh, in a third-round matchup in Paris. On the men's side, also not a whole lot in the way of surprises. Second seed Daniel Medvedev, seventh seed Andrei Rublev, Both expatriates of Russia will uh, move on to the fourth round after victories today. And also, uh, Marin Silich will be seeing some action the 20th seed, in just a little while at Roland Garros. Moving on to the biggest weekend of racing all over the place. Major events for all three racing series of note. The Indianapolis 500 being the big one tomorrow in Indianapolis. Yesterday, during Carburation Day, or Carb Day, the final practice before the 500, Colton Herta flipping his car end-over-end in what he said after it was a case of going a little too fast in the corner. The uh, crash came with 25 minutes left in the practice, destroyed the driver's Honda. He'll need to go to a backup car for that race. He has also blown an engine and will start 25th in whatever car uh, the Andretti racing team will be able to get on the field for that event. The uh, race has Scott Dixon on the pole with Alex Palou and Redis V.K. In the front row. Uh, And of course, the big question is whether Hilo Castroneves can come up with yet another victory. at the Indy 500, which has become a regular thing for him, but he's finishing, or starting, rather, out of row 9 in the number 27 position, so he'll have some work to do. This used to be called the World 600 way back in the way, uh, day, but now NASCAR's uh, Cup Series will be in what's called the Coca-Cola 600 tomorrow. That is the evening race to cap off the very busy day of racing that starts in Monaco with perhaps the crown jewel of the Formula 1 season, the Grand Prix of Monaco, with the big news being that Lewis Hamilton can wear his jewelry. Formula One was trying to get drivers to drive without it, but he has gotten a clearance to continue at least until June because he says there are some studs in his system that need to be surgically removed. I don't think I want to know anymore. Major League Soccer's got an interesting one going down at Foxborough's uh, Gillette Stadium tonight. New England Revolution hosting Philadelphia Union, two of the better teams at least on paper so far this year. Looks like Bruce Arena has the Rebs' back on the rails for the most part. Uh, They are unbeaten in four straight matches after that exciting 3-2 win in Cincinnati that saw two spectacular goals. Won a sidewinder volley from Sebastian Legette and then a back heel flick from Adam Buxa, who has scored in six straight matches for the Revolution. Uh, certainly showing up his value as a striker for uh, the Revolution as they go into this matchup against the Philadelphia team that has also played very well so far this year. Today is also the penultimate day of the European soccer season. It is the UEFA Champions League final in suburban Paris between Liverpool and Real Madrid. The uh, Liverpoolians have just finished off a second-place finish in the English Premier League. They have also won the English League Cup and the English FA Cup, so looking for a third trophy this season. But history does not favor them in this matchup. In the last five times that they played, Real Madrid, the Spanish team has won four times, drawn once, and that includes beating Liverpool in the Champs League final four years ago. Note from the NFL, Cleveland Browns have signed tight end uh, David Njoku to a four-year, $56.75 million contract, including $28 million guaranteed up front. Uh, He was the uh, franchise tag for the Browns, which meant that he would be retained anyway for one year, but now has his future set. Uh, NFL draft, uh, more players signing from the first round, but there are only five who have not yet. And that includes, you know, you got it, New England Patriots, Cole Strange, guard picked in the 29th pick of round number one. And the PGA Tour is in Fort Worth, Texas, for what used to be called the Colonial. It's now the Charles Schwab Challenge. Scott Stallings, Bo Hostler, Scotty Scheffler all share the lead at nine under par. Of course, Scheffler trying to get over his disappointment of meeting, missing the cut at the PGA Championship last week, which was a very. Big surprise! All right, that does it for read about it at 9:21. I'm Greg Fennell. We're going to come back and look at yesterday's high school scores in a special edition, uh, at least from the music standpoint of uh, Saturday sports talk. We'll explain it as we go along here. Coming up in just a moment on WNTK and WUVR. I'm 25 here on Saturday Sports Talk. Steamy day. I think it's supposed to get up to the 80s. Chance of thunderstorms out there. In fact, uh, because of the weather, uh, NHIAA yesterday sending out a release that the State Track and Field Championships, uh, Divisions 2 and 3 were supposed to go back to back down at uh, Pelham High School today. Those have been postponed till tomorrow, same times. So Hanover and Lebanon will uh, take their chances at the D2 final at 10 o'clock tomorrow. Newport, Mascoma, Stevens all sending their teams down to Pelham for a 4 o'clock state championship. The weather looks better tomorrow. I don't think we're going to have quite as much heat, quite as much humidity. So we'll get through today, and then we'll send our track and fielders down to Pelham for that tomorrow. Um, Speaking of, well, not so much speaking of high school, let's get the Dartmouth news out here while we're uh, thinking about it. The um, Dartmouth baseball team didn't make it to the Ivy League championship series, as you know, missed out despite taking two out of three from uh, Columbia in the final weekend of the season. But a couple of days ago, uh, they swept the major awards from the Ivy League, which is really kind of a neat thing, considering that it was the first full season for Ivy League baseball since 2019 because of the pandemic. Uh, Kate Kretschmer named the player of the year, and Tyler Cox named the rookie of the year. So congratulations to uh, Bob Whalen and the Big Green uh, on that honor. Kretschmer, fifth player, chosen Ivy League player of the year. Uh, In uh, program history, uh, in 21 league games, the lefty led the league with an uh, OPS of uh, 1.249, also 29 runs scored. He was second in average at 405, hits at 34, doubles at 12, total bases 65, slugging percentage 774, and RBIs 25, all really good numbers, uh, five home runs to boot, uh, and he ranked among the top six in the league in triples, RBIs, total bases slugging. You name it, and Kretschmer pretty much did it for the Big Green and very, very deserving of the honor. Meanwhile, a uh, neat thing for the future because, of course, Kretschmer, one of the graduates from the Big Green this season, uh, Cox, a, a California sophomore, uh, certainly was a, a catalyst to the offense, very good defender as well, had a four sixty four batting average in conference play, very far ahead of uh, everybody in the league. Excuse me, there. He uh, also led the league with 45 hits in uh, league contests um, and a uh, 514 on on-base percentage, so he'll be back next year to play shortstop and also play uh, a key role in the batting order for the Big Green. Other honorees from uh, Dartmouth: uh, Justin Murray uh, making the All-League first team. Uh, Murray was uh, basically the Ivy League's uh, Shohei Otani. he was the number three starter in the rotation for the big green in ivy league weekends but uh, when he wasn't doing that he was playing first base and uh, other duties as well and uh, certainly did that very very well Uh, just the third player to get all conference honors at more than one position in the same season he had a 348 average seven doubles three homers 22 rbis and uh, sorry to see that he will be uh, i believe graduating as well so some very good talent for dartmouth Getting high honors from the Ivy League, uh, he made the second team. Uh, third baseman Connor Birch and uh, reliever Jack Metzger, starting pitcher Tristan Sarcone, also on the uh, second team, and uh, Nathan Skinner, a number another member of the starting staff, along with catcher uh, Nathan Semela, were given honorable mentions. So congratulations to Dartmouth baseball for all of those honors. Topped off by Kate Kretschmer's Player of the Year, Tyler Cox Rookie of the Year, and Blair Batwinner for the best uh, batting average. In Ivy League baseball, to high school action we shall go. Um, we are already in playoffs for New Hampshire tennis, and things are going pretty well for three programs in the Upper Valley. Hanover, to no great surprise, as top seed, has moved on to the semifinals. They will be at home to take on Dairy field up at the Stores Pond Recreation Area Monday at four o'clock. Same time, Lebanon Boys Tennis will be at the Carter Community Building Association uh, courts for a uh, semifinal as well. Their opposition, bear with me while I uh, go dig that up, because off the top of my head I couldn't remember who it was. But they will be entertaining Bo at 4 o'clock, which ought to be a real fun contest uh, between two teams that played each other. Earlier in the year, I think Lebanon got a 6-3 win in that decision. Uh, Raiders trying to uh, stay on top of D2 tennis after the state title last year. So that'll be a 4 o'clock start. But the uh, big surprise uh, came yesterday down in Bedford. Where the sixth-seeded Hanover girls tennis team was a six or five-four winner rather, over number three Bedford. The uh, Bulldogs have had Hanover's number on occasion in the past couple of years, but yesterday uh, the Bears really came through. They had uh, three wins in the first four singles matches. Eleanor, Eleanor Van Hals, the fine senior, four-year regular number one for Hanover, was an eight-one winner. Mackenzie Lou, one-eight-five, Nora Saint-Hilaire had a key nine-seven win. Don't forget that because that uh, turned out to be really the big match for Hanover. She doesn't get that victory. Hanover probably doesn't set the table for uh, winning this one. Now, it was knotted up at 3-3 through singles, so that brought it up to the doubles crews. uh, And Van Alt teamed up with Rachel Rockmore for an 8-1 win at number 1. Lou and St. Hilaire got together, took an 8-2 victory at number 2, and that was what sent Hanover through to the victory. As uh, Coach Liz Murray said uh, in a news release, amazing match, everybody showed improvement from the regular season, and she uh, gave a shout-out to St. Hilaire for that 9-7 victory. Really a big one for Hanover. So they will go down to Dover on Tuesday, take on the second-seeded Green Wave and uh, see if the Bears can make a surprise run to the Division I championship, or to the match at least. Uh, Baseball yesterday. Congratulations to uh, interim coach Aaron Bryce and the Mascoma boys. They finally picked up a win in what's been a very frustrating season. A very bizarre season for them. They were 6-4 winners over Newport and West Canaan yesterday. Uh, both teams struggled throughout the year. Uh, both finished at 1-15. Both will miss the NHIAA playoffs, but at least Mascoma, in their case, they go off with a victory after 15 straight losses. Bradley Bryce was 2-3. for three. Uh, Mascoma went up for good with a two-run uh, fifth-inning double from him. Uh, Zach Thompson went the distance, eight strikeouts and grant study two for three for Mascoma. This is a program that had to let go of its coach earlier in the year uh, after an investigation by the school department, uh, the school district, I should say, uh, found, uh, uh, I'm not sure how to properly phrase it so we'll just say that they uh, let uh, hunter campbell go earlier this year and moved up aaron bryce from the junior varsity the royals lose one player alan hammond to graduation the tigers will lose bryce ashley cameron howard dylan carpenter devin hano Jaden conroy and caden seymour after last uh, yesterday's contest Mascoma softball also had a very rough year and uh, lost yesterday's finale uh, to newport 18-2 to tigers have been very good this year they'll be uh, probably the fifth seed in the NHI AA Division III tournament when that starts next week uh, and expect to host Belmont in that uh, first-round matchup on Wednesday. Uh, Second pitcher uh, Cheyenne Hannum, freshman, went uh, the distance for Newport in that one. Newport getting four runs in the first inning and just kind of piling it on from there. Mascoma, which also uh, saw a change of coaches during the year. Uh, Chris Thurston let go uh, about a month ago when uh, he was accused of cursing at players, one charge that he vehemently denied to the district. Mackenzie um, Diamicus, Brianna Withington, Margaret Morris, Morgantown graduating from the Royals after that defeat. Uh, Hanover softball also went one and fifteen and will miss the Division Two tournament. Uh, graduating Izzy Kachikas, Schoolie Kachikas, uh, Grace Lewandowski, and Haley Stewart after a five nothing loss to Bow to wrap up the season yesterday. On the lacrosse side, uh, things looking up, certainly for Hartford. uh, The Hartford girls are a perfect 13-0 and actually will finish up at 13-0. They were supposed to host Stowe this morning in a game that was to go in about a half hour from now, but I got a note in the email from uh, Gary Gervais at Hartford Athletics that that game will not be played. It has been canceled for whatever reason. So they go into it with a 17-4 win from yesterday over Spaulding that included five goal games from two member-to-member participants, Vermont uh, VPA member-to-member participants. Addie Cadwell, who is out of Thetford Academy, Elliot Roop from Windsor High School, both come up to play for Hartford Girls Lacrosse because their schools don't offer that program. Both had five goals yesterday. Roop added four assists for a nine-point game. Cadwell had one for a six-point game. Uh, Carolyn Hamilton, 100-goal career scorer from earlier, earlier this season, went three and five. Maddie Barwood, Chloe Jensen scored twice each. Sarah Howe 11 saves, uh, Coach Heather Hartford of Hartford saying that Howe made a number of amazing saves in the second half to kind of shift the momentum. It was a closer game than the final score would have indicated. It was only 6-3 for the Hurricanes at the half, but uh, backed by those uh, saves from Howe and the offense from Cadwell and Roop, Hartford won it going away. They will be, uh, if not the top seed, darn close to it. When the uh, tournament uh, pairings get announced on Monday. And uh, hopefully, we could check on that on the next uh, segment. We'll see where they stand in the standings. Uh, Boys lacrosse. Hanover goes into the postseason at 500 with a victory. Tight one over Conval yesterday up at Merriman Branch Field, 8 6 the final. The uh, Bears were tied 1 1 after one quarter, 3 3 at the half, but used a four goal third to take a 7 5 lead and then just uh, protected it the rest of the way for the 8 6 victory. D.H. Hendrick with the three goals. Jack Gardner, Brendan Kwaku had two each, and Skyler Clapp had the other for Hanover. Sam McDonald, Mitch Rowley, and Max Galbraith all had an assist. Henry Cotter in goal with 11 saves. Hanover finishes off the regular season at 7-7 and and will await their seeding in the upcoming NHIAA Division II State Tournament. Woodstock plays Division I still in the VPA, and they'll go in with a victory after nearly doubling up Burlington yesterday, 13-7 the final score at Woodstock uh, Union High School. So uh, Woodstock 7-8 and 8 with the victory uh, after three straight losses. Uh, they'll go into the tournament on the high side. And Hartford Boys Lacrosse will be uh, more than likely the number two seed in the VPA Division II tournament when that field is announced on Monday, although they do have one game to play reportedly. 15-1, uh, to 1, they rolled over Brattleboro yesterday. Gordon Willie five goals. Aiden Bunyaharn and uh, Brad, uh, Braden Trombley, three each, and Joseph Barwood, two goals and six assists, to get Hartford to 14 and one. Now, looking at the schedule of stuff going on today, on the boys' lacrosse side, no action at all, so it looks like Hartford will go in with that 14 and one record. Girls' lacrosse side, we know the Hartford game with Stowe has been postponed. Woodstock girls are wrapping up their season at home this morning against Rutland. Uh, baseball side, Hartford is at Burr and Burton this morning. Woodstock and Windsor meeting down at mcclay Field at 11 o'clock. Rivendell is at Arlington for an 11 o'clock game. Similar schedule for softball. Hartford actually has a pair of contests today to wrap up their regular season. They're down at Burnburton burton for an 11 a.m. game, but they'll come back to Maxfield Sports Complex tonight and take on Windsor at 7 o'clock. So really a busy day for Hartford Softballs. they try to give themselves a good shot at a run in the Division II tournament. Woodstock at Mill River this morning to finish off their season. Uh, And as noted earlier uh, in this segment, because of the forecast of storms, particularly down in the southern part of New Hampshire, uh, where Pelham High School is located, the NHIAA yesterday announcing that the uh, Division II and Division III state track and field meets would not go on as scheduled today. They're bumped back 24 hours, or is it bumped ahead? I'm not sure. It'll be tomorrow instead down at Pelham, same times, so Hanover and Lebanon, will engage in the Division Two state meet at 10 a.m. I believe Co. Brown is a strong favorite in that one, although Lebanon has some high hopes, and so does Hanover for a uh, top-five finish. And then the Newport, Mascoma, and Stevens programs will be back uh, down at Pelham for a 4 o'clock start for the Division Three state championship. We've seen the the program at Mascoma grow quite a bit over the uh, past couple of years, and their, uh, the uh, the leadership of Dave Schindlinger, whose daughter Opal's become quite a, a solid thrower in the Division III level, so we'll see how that one goes. The uh, track and field action does go on, as far as I know, uh, as of right now, in fact, up at Essex High School, where Hartford and Thetford are all at the New England qualifier for Vermont. It's uh, kind of a weird situation with how the two teams, or how the two states handle it. New Hampshire will have its state meets this week. They'll have their meet of champions next week, and that is the qualifier for them for New England's. but it's uh, backward for Vermont they have a New England qualifier meet standalone meet today and then the state championships are next weekend um, the division 2 meet will be next friday at Burlington so Hartford will go up to that the division 4 meet will be down in Manchester uh, Manchester Vermont and that one includes White River Valley and Sharon and then a week from today at the uh, Murphy Morse track complex at Windsor High School the Vermont division 3 matchup will go on and that includes not only host Windsor but also Oxbow, Thetford, uh, Woodstock, and Rivendell, I believe, also contribute athletes to that. So, um, busy time for track and field this weekend, next weekend. Although, of course, not today for New Hampshire as they have bumped that up 24 hours because of our somewhat sketchy forecast. And then that'll be in the end of the regular season in uh, spring sports around here. What's going on from there? Well, we'll have our, our pro golf coming up with um, the Vermont Open. Uh, in mid June, up at Lake Maury Country Club in a couple of weeks. Upper Valley Nighthawks, any CBL baseball starting in about a week and a half. June 7th is the first road game. And then two weeks from today, I think it's the first home game at Maxfield Sports Complex. And of course, you've got auto racing going on both up in Bradford at Bear Ridge and down in Claremont at Claremont Motorsports uh, Park. So uh, there's still lots of stuff going on around here to talk about and follow if you're an Upper Valley sports fan. Speaking of which, we're going to take a break and when we come back we'll stay with the high school theme and take a look at potential playoff matchups in baseball, softball, lacrosse as we head into the postseason in New Hampshire and Vermont next week. That's next. I'm Greg Fennell. This is Saturday Sports Talk on WNTK and WUVR. Got to get to the first Point three on Saturday Sports Talk. It usually takes something for me to deviate from mandatory Ramones at this portion of SST, because as you know, New Wave and Punk is where we live here in this program, and there's a good reason for it. Uh, Andy Fletcher, who was one of the founding members of Depeche Mode, died yesterday, uh, age of 60. It was a shocker reading that last night as we were proofreading the, uh, the uh, Valley News for today. Um, part of, uh, a four-man band that, uh, grew up out of Basildon, east side of London. And as you've heard from the music so far, and you're going to hear through the rest of the program, very, um, synthesizer, very electronic-based. Uh, the, the quote that really kind of got me was, uh, at one point he, uh, described himself back in a 1989 documentary, uh, as, uh, the guy who bums around. Compared to everybody else, uh, but also what gets me is 60 years old. All right, I'm going to be 60 next year, and it just um, kind of just levels you a little bit when the people you listen to in college and as you've grown up uh, over all the years uh, are passing away. So Andy Fletcher dying yesterday at age of 60. So we're throwing a lot of Pesh mode here on uh, the program today at 9:45. Okay, uh, Greg Fennell with you. Uh, as I said before, wanted to take a look at potential uh, playoff matchups. In a variety of sports in New Hampshire and Vermont, as we get close to the announcement of seeds of baseball, softball, boys lacrosse, girls lacrosse in both states on Monday, also boys and girls tennis in uh, Vermont on Monday. Starting on the baseball, excuse me, the baseball side in uh, New Hampshire, uh, looks like Hanover might miss out on a top four spot in the Division uh, Two tournament. Uh, So they won't get two home games, but they will get at least one after an 11-4 and four regular season, finishing just a notch behind Bo in the standings. Uh, so they are 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Uh, there was some speculation in a, a Tris Weick's article uh, in today's edition, uh, after Thursday's 16-6 win over Lebanon, that Hanover and Lebanon could run into each other in the uh, first round of the playoffs. As of this reading, I would say that's not going to happen. Uh, Lebanon seven and nine, uh, is in the number 11 spot and it does not appear that they have, uh, anybody who can catch them or anybody they can catch because their regular season is done. So right now, uh, in a rough guest sense, I would say Hanover could very well be down at either John Stark or Oyster River next week when the tournament starts. And they're both very good teams. Stark, of course, the defending state champions after last year, despite the fact they lost so much to graduation they still came back with a very good team this year but what could be interesting is Stevens could be coming north to take on Hanover as of this moment Stevens Pembroke Milford all 6 and 10 filling out positions 12 13 and 14 and i believe it is a 14 team tournament so i think they all make it um, so you may get a, a a double local of sorts when that st- uh, tournament gets started uh, Stevens possibly up at Hanover to open up the first round of the tournament. I believe Wednesday is when that all gets started. Or Thursday is when it all gets started. Uh, as we noted before, uh, Newport and Mascoma both missing the Division Three tournament, both finishing 1-15, and 15, so they are at the bottom of the standings. Kearsarts 4-12, and 12. we'll find out on Monday if they make it, and uh, if so, where they may end up going. And in the Division Four side, uh, Tom Fredericks, uh, Sunapee Lakers, again one of the better teams in the state, they'll get the third seed, Derry, Field and Gorham, the only two above them in the standings there in Woodsville, which has had a pretty good athletic year with a state championship in basketball. They are going to be uh, probably the seventh seed, pending any action uh, going on around the state today. Softball, uh, it'll be pretty much limited to Newport and Stevens. Newport uh, got in at 13-4. Uh, and four. They are tied for the fourth seed with Monadnock, so they'll have a tiebreaker who determines uh, who gets the fourth seed, who gets the fifth seed. And as we noted before, it looks like Newport will probably be five and host Belmont. First round of the tournament on um, Wednesday. Meanwhile, in Division Two, Stevens has had a pretty good season. They will be the number four seed, it appears, pending any other action going on today, with um, uh, Cole Brown, Merrimack Valley, and John Stark, the only clubs above them. And I think that would mean a, a first round home game. And right now, it looks like the likely opponents could be Sanborn, Pembroke, Milford. Maybe can it, depending on how many teams make it into the tournament. Lebanon doesn't get to play because they are in Division three, and if you play in a division lower, than the one you're supposed to be at population-wise. Normally a Division II school. You do not qualify for the tournament. Hanover missed out in Division II because of a 1-15 and record. Boys lacrosse. Division II, Hanover, uh, with a nice finish with a victory yesterday. Carries a 7-7 and record into the postseason. Uh, does not look like they're going to move anywhere. Uh, they will be on the road, though, uh, as the 10th seed. Uh, most likely to head to... Uh, Conval, I think it would be, for uh, a matchup. And that was the team they just beat yesterday. So they know they can go into that one with a nice level of confidence. In Division 3 it's been a good year for Lebanon. They will be the number five seed in the Division Three tournament, likely to have, uh, well, let's see, it depends on how many teams take it into the tournament. 70% of 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. So half is 8, 70% would probably mean a 9- or 10-team tournament, which I think would give Lebanon a first-round home game, uh, possibly against Pelham. Uh, it'll be against somebody who is very close to them record-wise when the, the tournament seed come out. And girls lacrosse, uh, Hanover and Lebanon, both having uh, very good seasons in Division Two. Hanover, the number two seed, only Portsmouth above them. So when they get started, they will be at home, Uh, Sarah Ecker and her Lebanon Raiders. Although they lost the last couple of games of the regular season to drop down the standings a little bit, they will be the number six seed in that draw, pending any other changes from games that are being played today. And as noted before, the tennis tournament in New Hampshire has the Hanover boys, Lebanon boys and Hanover girls all in their uh, state semifinals uh, with the boys playing their semifinals on Monday. Hanover at home up at Storrs Pond, 4 o'clock against Derryfield. Lebanon at home at the CCBA courts going up against Bow. That's a 4 o'clock start. And the Hanover girls will be at Dover on uh, Tuesday for a 4 o'clock start in their semifinal. We're going to take one more break. It is 9.50. When we come back, we'll take a st- peek at the uh, standings in Vermont and where some of our teams could end up going when their postseason gets started. It's all coming up next on Saturday Sports Talk here on NTK and UVR. Sports Talk remembering Depeche Mode co-founder Andy Fletcher today's bump music. Passed away yesterday at the age of 60. Uh, started off with Just Can't Get Enough, the uh, bubblegum pop hit of the early 1980s. They got Depeche Mode on the board, and then uh, through one cast change, started to take on a more dark tone over the length of the band's career. Told you so off of uh, construction time again. Everything counts. Question of time uh... get balance right and of course probably their most well known song uh... probably because of the video that hit mtv of uh, a man in a king's robe walking through various scenes including high altitude snow uh, very moving video, uh, enjoy the songs off of violator from 1989 Depeche Mode filling all the uh, bump music here on uh, Saturday Sports Talk on a sad day Andy Fletcher from that uh, great English band uh, Four minutes to go here, or so, before we wrap things up. So let's quickly take a look at Vermont standings, and potential uh, playoff seeds, as we get started for uh, baseball, softball, etc. Division Two, Vermont Baseball, Hartford. Will open up at home. Uh, they still have one more game to play today, I believe, down at Burr and Burton. But seven and seven, so they'll be in good position to get the tournament started. Uh, Woodstock playing Division Three this year, which is, uh, I think, kind of a new thing for them. They got a victory yesterday to end a uh, short losing streak. Uh, they will be the tenth seed, most likely, in Division Three. Windsor uh, looking at the number seven seed. Thetford has played very well so far. Number four seed looking possible for them, which would get them a couple of home games. Phil Shapewood and company having a heck of a year up on the top of the hill and division four wins white river valley don't write them off even though uh blue mountain will go in probably as the favorite and undefeated white river valley 12 and 4 having a very good season they are the defending state champions rivendell's played very well so far they're going to be a top four seed probably even with only uh, 12 games under their belt so far and again those seeds will come out on monday uh softball division two hartford is a top four squad as they head into those final two games today down at burr and burton Uh, this morning starting at about an hour and then hosting Windsor tonight at Maxfield. So if they win those ten and six will lock down that number four spot in the division. Woodstock at uh, five and five so far looking at a number 13 seat probably. Uh, It doesn't appear that they can go any lower than that. Might go up with a victory over Windsor today. In uh, division three action uh, Olympians from Oxbow defending state champs are going to go in as the top seed and Probably prohibitive favorite, 11-3 uh, and there, Mark. They are easily three to three and a half, four games better than anybody else in the top four. Um, the number eight seed will uh, possibly get a home game if they can hold on to that. Windsor likely to hit the road as the number 10 seed and White River Valley. Strangely, just a one-win squad this year. It's up to them if they want to continue on in the state playoffs. Uh, boys lacrosse, Woodstock will be on the road maybe if all 10 teams make it then uh, they would likely go to Middlebury uh, to open up the tournament next week. Uh, in Division Two, though, uh, Hartford a prohibitive favorite as they will get the number two seed behind undefeated Rice. Could very well be a Rice-Hartford matchup in the state finals coming up in just a matter of weeks. Uh, in girls lacrosse, Hartford will be the top seed after a 13-0 regular season. Again, today they were supposed to host Stowe. That game has been canceled. Uh, will not be played, will not be made up, so Hartford will be at home uh, to open up the tournament probably in the quarterfinals. Woodstock, 7-4, and four, uh, looking at a likely fifth seed. I don't see any change happening in that. In boys' tennis, Woodstock's had a great season. They'll be a top-four team, probably number four. Uh, Hartford, uh, if they wish to stay in the tournament if they wish to go to the tournament, might find themselves playing Woodstock in the first round. At the moment, they are the number-14 team. In the divisional standings uh, and in girls tennis, uh, Woodstock, usually one of the top teams in the state, but right now, Montpelier, Burr, Burton, Middlebury, all strong with the superior records. Woodstock likely to be the squad taking in uh, the fourth seed for the Division Two girls tennis tournament when he gets started with that. All right, that does it for Saturday Sports Talk. We got uh, Bob Hingston and Rich Parker coming up next for Valley Buzz After News and Weather. A reminder that. You'll only have this program for an hour on WNTK because Red Sox baseball, the first game of the split doubleheader, starts at 11:10. But you can stay with them through the full two hours of Valley Buzz either on WUVR 98.9 FM, 1490 AM at WNTK.com or WUVRradio.com to keep you for your three hours of live and local all day long. And as for the Red Sox, not only that 11:10 game, but 5:10 10 uh, start for game two at Fenway today. I'm Greg Fennel. You've been listening to Saturday Sports Talk for uh, Dapper Dan down at the studio. Thanks for tuning in. We'll do this again in seven days. You are listening to WNTK and WUVR. Have a great weekend, everybody.